Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Live commentaries and podcasts. This is Rebel Yell from the WFC Supporters Association. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. So it's finally time, chaps, we can actually say we are champions. This time last year, Pete and me recorded something called the end of season unparty because once again, it was cruelly taken away from us. But we finally can sing we are the champions. So with Jasper... He was one of the podcast originals back in the day when we had all those null and voids. He's back in the room. And I guess it's quite um, a point that you scored the goal that won us the league. I know it was a team effort and everything like that, but your goal secured that league title. So Jasper Patton, welcome back to the podcast. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, thanks for having me back on. It's uh, very nostalgic to be back. Um, <laughs> I just remember when you were that little giggling, like, I think, 17-year-old at the time when we got you on the... I think if you listen back to the first one, you had, like, we got you on the screen and these, like, really giggles started. <laughs> and look what a man he's grown into, chaps. Aren't oh, you God. proud? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, but no, no, it's, it's great to be back. Great to be chatting about something more positive this time. Um, and having achieved George's goal and finally got over the line, I guess. Yeah, I mean, what what did it mean to you? Like, obviously, someone that's come up through, obviously, you had the sort of, you got released by um, Brighton's Academy and then you sort of came to Worthing as a youth player and you finally got that goal, which I guess is one of the reasons why you looked at Worthing in the first place because you saw the ambition and drive behind George and Adam and all that. Yeah, definitely. So when I first came, it was because I knew Hinch um, at Brighton. So there was that direct link there anyway. And as soon as I came, it was, it was a completely different type of football that I've been used to. Um, we've been in an academy environment, but I knew boys fighting for three points um, is something so special that 
you, you don't get in academy football. And then obviously speaking to George and the setup and everything going on at the club, it was a no-brainer. Um, and to explain the the four or five years that I've been here, I couldn't possibly do it. But it's been absolutely amazing. And then to to get to get that season this season done and win the league, and then obviously to score one of the most important goals of the season as well, just is unbelievable. And I've I've said it to everyone that. The day we lifted the trophy was genuinely hand on heart, best day of my life. I was going to say because I saw it on your Instagram, as you said, yeah. like literally caption, best day of my life. And you know, you you scored the final goal of the Worthing season, twenty one twenty two. If that un- unreal goal that I think Pete and Spence, you can probably agree with me. Ever since, was it against Tunbridge Angels or Welling that you scored a little worldy corner from the uh, edge of the box pre season? Um, Three bridges. Three bridges. bridges, that was it. And we said, how many times are you going to do that this season? And you had to save it to last, didn't you? You had to, like, I mean, you got a couple, but you, the most important goal, and then that last one right at the end, it was a pretty good way to sign off the season, mate. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I was saving it for last game of the season. Um, but no, it was a, it, it was not, it was a lovely way to do it. And obviously, boys in the changing, we all knew that regardless of a result, we were. We were celebrating and lifting that trophy in front of the fans. But the yeah, 100 goals was on, on the line and to do it with three points and, and almost finish the season how we'd been throughout. I mean, it's not, I can't exactly say finish the reason we, the season where we started because we lost. But um, just to finish the way we did and to carry that through made the whole afternoon and evening a thousand times better. And obviously it's, it's great to be the person to do it. But at the end of the day, that contribution means nothing compared to what we've done as a team. I was going to ask you, Jasper, what was the what was the disappointment like not getting the 100 points? Because obviously we were well on course for it and then that Horsham game scuppered it. Obviously the red card didn't help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously in hindsight, it's like, oh, you've won the league by 10 points or whatnot. But the, you guys will know and people around the club will know the kind of dressing room, the kind of players that we are and the coaching staff. It generally, it really, really bothered us um, and especially after the Horsham game, it, it was a proper flat, flat changing room. Mm. It felt similar to when we lost 3-0 away at Bishop Storford. Um, just uh, felt completely gutted, like we, like we just lost the title because we set such high standards of ourselves and we demand so much from each other, like the coaching staff demand from us, but we demand from them. It was just a shame to not be able to top it off and have the 100 points, 100 goals, um, but no, it's not the end of the world. But no, we were we were quite disappointed to not sort of get another another record and another achievement for the club. It just shows the level the level the club's at now. The you know the players, the coaches, everyone that you know we could be disappointed with not reaching these targets and losing games. Mm. And you know it shows the you know players really really care, which is fantastic. It is saying though, Spencer. You know, at the end of the day, like. I know you and Pete were saying to me after Horsham, just chin up, we won the league. But I felt flat as well because I know how much it wanted. You wanted to get those 100 points and I know how much Hints did and the squad did. I know it's just a, it's a silly thing. Well, it's not silly, but it's like a target because we'd already won the league. But I guess when it's got that goal there and you've got 100 goals, it, it must have been a little bit frustrating in the end. But we got there in the end. It just, I think for me, it was just it had to be bloody Horsham, didn't it? I mean, it's <laughs> them lot up the road. <laughs> it's because I've got a mate that supports Horsham and he just sent me abuse the whole game and I was really getting peed off with him. <laughs> anyway, yeah. J- Jasper, what is um, Adam like as a coach? Well, Adam's amazing. Because he's, 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 
He's not going to listen to this. It's all right. Because <laughs> obviously, when we when we lose, you know, sometimes he goes home straight away and he's not happy at all. Um, but general, generally, his coaching methods, everything. Yeah, but I think then again, that just shows how much he cares, um, like what he demands from us. We know what we're expected to do. We know what we have to do. Um, and honestly. I, it's obviously it's what it's the only experience of men's football that I've witnessed as a manager, so I don't have loads to compare it to. But personally, for me, he's been amazing. He's the person who sort of encouraged me to come to the club originally, um, and he's he cares so much about every single person in the squad and every staff member and every fan that it rubs off onto us. And tactically, he gets things really right. Occasionally, obviously, he will get things wrong, but everyone does. And he's the first person to admit that. But I think if you look back on the season, there's been small changes that we've made as a team and small changes positionally that he's done that would have probably gone unnoticed. But if you looked back at the little changes that he made, you'd be thinking, blimey, it's, it's genius. Um, like switching from a five to a four, halfway through the season, um, just after Christmas, and that run we really went on, um, suiting us down to the ground to then have switched back to a five when we needed to um, and make the small changes that we needed to go to different places and take players out, put others in, all worked well. And no, no he's an absolute pleasure to play for. Um, I don't have a bad word to say about him at all. Um, and yeah, he's, he's a really, really great coach and a great people manager as well. Well, Jasper, you, you seem sometimes to be playing three or four positions per game. <laughs> That can't be easy. It's like, you know, you're starting off at the sort of right wing back and you're in midfield and you're on the left and, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. all popping up everywhere. Yeah, no, no. Um, and I um, it's, it is, sometimes that's something I saw. I saw um, a manager of the Football League saying, it's true, sometimes I, I am playing more positions than a porno. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's, well, that's going to be put on a quote somewhere I can't take credit for that I heard it somewhere um, but no and it is the way but honestly I don't mind that at all um, obviously he's, he's seen something in the game that thinks if I put Jasper there it will improve what's going on or if I move Jasper out of this spot for whatever reason um, and most of the time when he's done it, it, it it's worked. Sometimes it hasn't. Um, but he does it for a reason. And I'm, as, honestly, I'm one of those I'm one of those people. If I'm playing, I don't care where I'm playing. I will play centre-half if it means I get to play football every week. Um, and to be moved around, I don't think about it at all. I don't think, oh, right back, don't. I enjoy the position. Um, no matter where I'm playing, as long as I'm playing, I'm happy. So Jasper, just before sort of um, we start wrapping up, what was your sort of highlight of the season? Obviously, apart from winning the league, was there one point, the turning point when you thought this is ours or one thing you'll look on this year and look back on and think, yeah, that was my time? See, the one that I say probably won't be the one that people will think I'd say. It probably won't be a game that anyone else will say either. Yeah. But for me, a massive game that was like put, I, I was confident before, but getting the result was like, you know what, it's, this is happening, was when we beat Enfield 3-0 at home. Okay. Because um, at that moment, they were the ones that were as close, the, the, the informed team. We knew Bishop Storff and Chesham were floating around. But Enfield at that time were, were on fire. I mean, Mo Fowler was banging in goals for fun. So to go and dominate that game, obviously scored as well, which was great, to win 3-0 at home in that fashion in front of a bumper crowd, 
was for me was was a was a moment that I will remember. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the thing, um, <clears throat> Jasper. That we had that run of games at home against teams at the top of the league who were sort of knocking, you know, obviously wanting to challenge us, and we, we sent them all packing, including yeah. Folkestone. <laughs> Yeah, it was Folkestone, Enfield, Kingstonian came, see you later. Um, it was, was Bishop Storford, 3 0, see you later. Um, it was, it, we, we made Woodside an absolute fortress. Um, and we said, after the Cheddar loss, Hinch said, if you now don't lose another game at home, you'll win the league. Um, and, and we didn't. Um, and we went on an unbelievable way away run as well so that definitely helped but no people that we go to aren't lucky enough to have the fan base the ground the set up the support that we do um, this season especially we turned it into a fortress and clubs coming just, just couldn't live with it well Jasper we know um, obviously you started off on the podcast with us back in 2020 um, are we taking any uh, royalties from your new Living for Sport podcast? Because kind of gave you the bug, didn't we? Um, you did. <laughs> talk, talk us, uh, talk us about that. Like, it's a nice. Uh, I've, I've listened to a couple. They're really good. Like, how did that all start about? Yeah, so um, I've got one. One of my best mates, Brandon. Um, he was very heavily involved in, in boxing when he was younger, um, and obviously we both are obsessed with sport. All sports. We're not. We, we obviously football for me is the one. But we just love watching sport. If anything's on telly, like I'll turn on and watch the National Handball Championship. I just, <laughs> whatever's on, I'll watch. Um, and we had a lot of connections within friendship groups, family, of people who play in different sports, involved in different walks of life. And we thought, you know, we, we, could, we could create something that could not only entertain, but educate quite a lot of people on these backgrounds and what people experience day to day in these sports. So we, we spoke to a, a, a professional MotoGP rider who's a good friend of ours. Um, obviously, you have professional footballers. We speak to coaches and other people. We spoke to a, a Daphne Bell, who is absolutely amazing. She's, God, I can't remember off the top of my head, I think, how old she is, but she's crazy. She's run, doing triathlons, I think, at sort of 75 years old for fun. She's doing Iron Man challenges. So just all these different people that are so interested in doing different things. Um, and we just thought we could bring that all together. We've taken a bit of a break at the moment because we're doing some bits behind the scenes to go and kick on and make it even better. But no, it's, it's something that we both had a passion for and we thought it had been silly not to. No, it's definitely well done. And, uh, and you know, hopefully you take it to bigger and better things. And uh, if you want, like um, maybe you could uh, give us some tips because I think we're bang average now, according <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's no tips that I can give you that I haven't already got off you. Lot. No, there we go. Uh, and just uh, one final thing, completely um, not related to Worthing. Must have been such an amazing thing to see your brother play at Wembley for Littlehampton and like the run that Littlehampton been on. I mean, I know there's been some sort of laughs that they've done a little sticker for their ultras with uh, them peeing on a Worthing logo for some reason. I've never seen or understood that, but uh, it must have been quite nice to see go and watch your brother walk out under the sort of fa- most famous ground of them all. Yeah, it was it was a really proud moment. Like, um, it was I was very nervous, um, more nervous than I've ever been to play football myself. Um, but no credit to, and it's not just Lucas; it's every single one of those boys and the club and Mitch and, and the boys behind the scenes. Um, they've done an incredible job. Um, the fan base and what they're doing now is is incredible, and it's, it's so good to see. But no, I'm very proud of of LP and, and what he's done and. 
he, he knows I wouldn't tell him because he he'll get a little bit too big for his boots. So I can't allow that. Um, did you, did, what did you say to me at the end of the season? You said to him when he was going on about going to Wembley. You can repeat. Oh, it. oh yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> he said. Uh, he said. I said. Oh, okay. Yeah, next year. Yeah, I'm going to Wembley. I said. Yeah, but he was two leagues above boy. <laughs> yeah, no, just. He's got, got to keep. Got to keep him humble, isn't he? Yeah. Got to keep on his toes. Exactly, Spence. Exactly. But no, extremely proud of him, and he, he's done super well, and I'm, I'm sure he'll go on and carry on to do great things. Yeah, well, like yourself, uh, Jasper, like I think it's from all of us we can say there's plenty of rumours floating around about your future. Um, honestly, if you do move on, it'll be for the most deserved reasons. I think Pete and Spence can both uh, agree with that. But um, if it does mean you're going to pass as new, I could say like we'll be watching you. Um, hopefully it'll be a team that I can transfer you to into FIFA so I can have you in my team because <laughs> that's what I did with Finn Stevens as soon as he uh, went yeah. in Finn's team. So hopefully um, that happens and, you know, whatever, please don't forget us down at Worthing. Come and be Pete's co-commentator one day. I'm sure you'd be absolutely buzzing for that. And, um, you know, just the best of luck for the future if it isn't in the Worthing Red. Yeah, as long as he doesn't talk about Harry Potter again like he did last time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that, was, that was unbelievable I'll never forget that day me Coxie oh, <laughs> Jasper yeah, have an amazing good. summer and um, you know we, we look forward to seeing what the future holds for you and all the best mate thanks guys take care thanks for having me on Jasper see, Jasper. see you, you mate bye bye this is rebelyell.live Facing Baron Manilow. <laughs> it's a strange message. What? Facing Baron Manilow. What? <laughs> don't think I know any Baron Manilow. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's my wife loves my singing voice. <laughs> I thought you serenaded her to marry me, didn't you? No. <laughs> It wasn't that thing. Down I'm not, there, da- so I'm not that romantic. It wasn't that, was it? <laughs> He's looking at Barry Manilow songs now. Can't. Oh, Mandy. Oh, Mandy. Oh, I get you now. I used to do it on karaoke actually many years ago. <laughs> What's in hands? Yeah. Oh, Mandy, you came blah blah. What? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know about what you do at home, Mandy. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I'm never going to be able to look her in the eye <laughs> now, am I? <laughs> oh, I can't talk. Oh, oh uh, You're not going to be allowed home tonight. We're having happy with Weber. In sense circle to Starkey. <laughs> it's Cox. Talking of Cox, wasn't your magic wand, was it, Pete? <laughs> well, I don't know. His microphone. <laughs> oh, I didn't think that through. No, 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 you didn't really. You really didn't. don't need to give me some right bait like that. Oh dear. <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> Thomas, all the way through to Thomas. Uh, ball forward was from Patton. And the Carl Shorten goals remains EF. Worthing 5, Carl Shorten 0. RebelYell.live Jasper Patton and there, chaps. If he is to go, I think I'll shed a little tear.
a pride and uh, just like I miss the guy. He's such a good guy. He's always like, you know, out of all the players, I think he's, you know, we've got a good bunch of lads down there, but he's he's just one of the guys that the away boys obviously voted in player of the season. But hey, he deserves it. Yeah. And what, what an example to the to the other players, you know, the other players in this current team and, you know, those coming through following the same pathways. Jasper's come through from the academy, you know, one example to set. Yeah, it's um, it's great. But, you know, this is what happens when you play at non-league because, you know, all your players get sucked up and we're lucky that they've uh, had three years together to get that title in. But um, uh, we can remember the good times at the beginning of COVID when we did some of the live podcasts and had a lot of fun and Jasper was a big part of that. And it's uh, also a bit of fun. But someone that we were trying to get on those podcasts, he used every excuse under the sun, was uh, Mr. Oliver Pierce, wasn't it, chaps? Yes. We're, we're, still, we're still to see if he's going to appear. Well. This is, ongo- this is ongoing. So those, those listening to us now, we may or may not have Mr. <laughs> Pierce appearing later on. Well, the in Zoom, the, into, in the the Zoom invite has been sent. <laughs> Shall we see if it works? Yes, please. And just like that, gentlemen, a certain striker that has eluded us for the past three years, has finally has managed done, to... Managed has he to. has done many enough to defender. And uh, yes, he has, and banged a few past them. Mr. Oliver Pierce has actually joined us on the Rebel Yell podcast. Is he there? I think so. Yay! <laughs> we can't see your beautiful face, Ollie, so uh, I don't know if I turn your camera on. Hold on a sec. How does that work? Oh, there you go. It's not really... Uh... <laughs> He really is a technophobe. He's he was here. saying He's it. Oh, here. Got it in. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> now, what, what is that? What is that tracksuit you're wearing? You better not be. Uh, you better not be starting any rumours before. He's, he's wearing a Chelsea tracksuit. I don't even support Chelsea. It's just, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a nice fit. Brilliant. <laughs> you do love it, mate. Um, Ollie, how um, how's it been since the end of the season? Obviously, uh, we didn't quite get that double, but you got the golden boot because that Mohammed foul uh, didn't catch up with you in the end, which uh, would right. have been the right things. So how's 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 it been? Not like being at football every weekend for the last couple of weeks. It's lovely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> for us, it's not. For you, it's actually really good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice rest. Everything started to hurt now, though. The whole yeah. body is just broken down. Uh, last couple of weeks, but um, no, it's nice to have a little rest as well. But five weeks time, we uh, we start again. Well, have you been on the yeah. golf course, mate? I haven't actually been on there yet. No, I will. I will do. I will do when I can move. No, it's summer holiday all planned. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going away. Actually, I'm not going away this summer. Oh, you mean not going, you're not going raving with um Callum and Danny in uh, Ibiza and Mykonos or whatever they said they're going to do? Still, still, no, still not, still not recovered from Dublin. Dublin. Yeah, how, how, how was Dublin? It, I mean, for your Instagram and everything like that, and all the other players' Instagrams, it looked like it was a bit of a session. It was a it was a good forty eight hours yeah. that way. And I, I do think that the highlight of that was seeing all you lot lying on the airport floor at about four o'clock on the, what was it, Sunday or the Monday morning, all completely from being out an hour or two yeah. before that. Yeah, got went straight to the yeah. airport from the, the hotel, quickly yeah. grabbed our stuff and then, uh, yeah, we <laughs> started trying to get some sleep, not realising our flight was in about 20 minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. I'm, and I'm sure plenty of stories that probably aren't repeatable on the air on here, are there? Yeah, no comment. <laughs> there we go. What happens um, in Dublin stays in Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ollie, so as we said, you scored 39 goals this season, 35 in a league. What what an achievement. And it, so did you expect it to be that much at the beginning of the season? Um, no, probably not. Actually, I felt a bit disappointed at the end, only finishing on 39, because, mm. you know, just after Christmas, I think I was on, was it 30 or 31? Mm. So a little bit disappointed actually to not finish with more, but I mean I would have taken thirty nine at the beginning of the season. So yeah. 
Yeah, but obviously, you know, we've had them bringing Callum in. It sort of uh, changed your position slightly, didn't it? So you you were sort of, you know, had an effect on your goals, I think. Yeah, maybe slightly, yeah. Um, but I think we needed a, a Callum to come in or another striker to come in. I don't think that's probably my best position, playing up front on my own. I think, like uh, you've probably said before, he, he holds the ball up a lot better than I do, brings players into the game a lot better. So I think that actually suited the team better having him playing up front and me sort of changing position slowly. So Ollie, you've, you've been at Worthy for how, was it four or five years now? Four years? Four years. Four yeah, years, first, yeah. Yeah, four years. Yeah, well, so obviously when you joined from them lot down the road, um, you'd already experienced promotion <laughs> once, but that was via the playoffs. Um, was. What was it like this time to actually go up as champions? Because I guess that was probably when you first thought you'd take that step for signing for us red lot down the road. Um you probably thought there must be a reason that you're going to go and do that and upset so many people. I guess that goal was promotion. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. It was a bit different, obviously. Winning the league with was it three, three or four games to go, or three, yeah. three weeks to go. Um, yeah. The end of the season was a lot different, obviously, compared to the playoffs when you knew you were in there and then you had another couple of games or whatever. So um, yeah, it was, it was it was different, but the feeling was a lot better winning the, actually winning the league. Sorry. Um, compared to going through the pressure of the of the playoffs, but yeah, I mean, I joined four years ago with the goal to win promotion and then you know stay in the national league, and I think that's obviously what we want to do as a club. We don't want to just make the numbers up, and I think the goal and the story here at Worthing is a lot better than what it was down the road, and I think there's a reason the club want to keep pushing and going. So I'm I'm looking forward to uh, next year. So I think um, obviously. Having played previously for Bognor and then coming to Worthing, what what is the and you, and you stayed for a good few seasons now? And we know in non-league players only sign sort of a one-year contract. What is mm. what is it that's kept you kept you at Worthing? I'm presuming other clubs at times have, have come in and trying to have a little poach for you. What's kept that. you at Worthing? <laughs> um, <laughs> I think how professional it is. You know, there's there's clear goals at Worthing. You know, everything's set up to to do well. You know they want to. The club want to take uh, go as far as possible. It's not sort of just sitting there. Um, yeah, the the professionalism of the club is is unbelievable. You know, talk about stew. Everything is set up for us. It's like you know I've ne- I've never been at a professional club personally, but I could imagine that is sort of what it's like. You go in uh, every training session. Everything's there. The sessions that are put on are, are unbelievable, and you know everything's done in the right way. Whereas I could imagine at other non-league clubs, it's it's not quite quite like that. I've heard stories about some other clubs that six, seven, eight people turning up for training. Yeah, exactly. Relying on sort of lone players, sometimes the coach not being there or whatever, or just turning up and sort of playing five aside for a training session. And that's, you know, that's not really, you know, what, what makes a good team. You know, you need good training sessions and uh, and everything else that comes with it. So I'd say, you know, at Worthing, everything is done to the best it could possibly be. And that's that's why we've been successful, I think. And relating that back to you, Ollie, and, you know, the season you've had, you know, do yeah. you feel that on a personal level, you know, that, that whole setup and everything has really pushed you forward? So, yeah, you know, where yeah. you are and then going forward? Yeah, 100%. 100%, you know. If you're, if you're not, you know, not training properly, everything's not done properly, you, you'd, you'd see that on the pitch. And, you know, I believe all round, that's why we have done so well, and personally as well, because everything's done right behind the scenes. And it's set up for us, you know, to go and do the best that we can because it's done right behind the scenes. A lot of the guys have noticed this season, you seem to have sort of come back at the beginning with, uh, I don't know, like you'd seem to have stepped it up. Was there something different in your preparation for the season? Like, was there something like that drove you sort of thought, are we going to do it this year? Because it definitely, you definitely seem to have been up, taking it up another step this year. You've had two years lockdown. off. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 think, I, think lock, I think lockdown generally helped, you know, missing 
missing football, missing that competitive football, you know, not being able to train, not being able to go out as much as you might have helped as well. Um, yeah, I think coming back after missing all that football, I think it helped everyone. To be fair, we saw how competitive the league was this year. I think, you know, that that everyone missed football. And that and you know, when you come back, you wanted to play, you wanted to train, you wanted to do well. And I think that's um yeah, I think that's one of the main reasons, you know, you miss it, miss two years of it really. You know, I'm I'm twenty six now, so it's almost like not running out of time, but you almost feel like what how many years could you get to play at the best possible level? It's, you know, it's not long, it's a short career. So yeah, I think that that actually did help having a lockdown. <laughs> Mick Sullivan on one of your podcasts said he surprised Brighton haven't come knocking for you. Have they been knocking? <laughs> <laughs> he, he must have been drinking during that podcast. <laughs> I found it humorous because I did mention it to you, didn't I? I didn't see it, yeah, it was it was actually quite funny because um, after Mick Sullivan said that, I think we I can't remember where we played the next game, but I was I was horrendous, and I think Hinch just come up to me and whispered in my ear, "Must have been Brighton, see that interested." <laughs> <laughs> But no, vicious rumor that I've never heard anything from uh, from Brighton. No. So if if any if you know, I, I would presume clubs have you know there are some clubs that have looked at you this season. Are you told that you know this bit of an insight into sort of the world of a, of a football? Are you told people are watching or the next game? Oh, someone was here on Saturday. Well, I think there's there's always yeah people saying oh this club are here that club are here, but I think they come and watch non-league football in. Uh, in general, but um, I didn't hear anything from out the season. A few people might have said our team watches some players today, and you know, you know, my name might have been involved, but nothing. I haven't had a phone call saying that uh, anyone anyone was watching or anything like that throughout the season, though. No. So they might have been. Who knows? <laughs> well, I'm glad. I'm glad because you're you're now ours property for at least another season. Was it a one year contract? You were in um Aaron signed, was it? Uh, yeah, to the end of yeah. next season. Yeah. And I guess, um, obviously, you didn't know what league we were going to be in. You must have had so much sort of faith in the club to actually sign it early before you knew where we actually were going to be. Yeah, well, you know, Hinch made it you know, really clear that, you know, he wasn't thinking about what league we were playing. And, you know, we, we take it game by game. But if it, if it wasn't to be last year, then it would have been, you know, the following season and stuff like that. So there's a clear objective here. And I'll, I, want to, I wanted to be part of that. So luckily it's come this year and we've got that promotion so we can... Yeah. Um, we can push on next year in the, in in a really tough league. If you don't mind me asking, Ollie, what is your day job? <laughs> I work in like schools, uh, okay. coaching like, P lessons and that. So, oh, no. yeah, so you're to... you're you're Mr. Pierce during the week, then, yeah? I am during the yeah. week. Yeah. Okay, sir. Three of them. Don't call me that. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think what we had Jasper on earlier, we sort of said what was uh, obviously winning the trophy was the uh, massive like highlight of the season what was your personal highlight was it um you know getting that golden boot or was there a sort of turning point of the season that you uh you thought wow this is amazing uh i think i think there's always a few for that season beating bogner's always uh that was quite always, <laughs> <up there. laughs> always up there yeah, thanks for giving uh, me a sore throat and trouble with the <laughs> wife when i got back so i was a little bit drunk but you know um obviously the golden boot is you know really really good personally but you know the main goal was promotion and that was the that away at Bowers, I know it wasn't at home, but to see all the fans on the pitch and, you know, all of us lads sort of going out after all together was, uh, 
was probably one of the best things I've experienced in football. Actually, it was um it was amazing. No, it was it was an amazing season, mate, and one that you've played a massive part on. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit annoyed that you didn't get more goals because Pete won the stupid bet that he put. He said you'd get, I think, forty. I think he was the closest one, so uh, I said forty five. So I was very disappointed. Okay, I know my football. <laughs> <laughs> um, what would your goals be for next year? Like, are you would obviously you, the team would love promotion, but I know the club just don't want to make up the numbers as Barry and yourself said. What's your personal goals for next year? Just to do as well as we can, mate. You know, I think well, Hinch always mentions it to take take every game as it comes. Obviously, it's going to be a completely different challenge. Um, but just you know, do as well as we can. You know, like you've said, we're not there to make up the numbers, and we'll be trying to win every single game that we play and just see where it takes us. Obviously, personally as well, just to score as many goals as I can or help the team in whichever way I can. Well, it's been a memorable season. Those scenes in the bars after we won at Bowers and obviously when we lifted the trophy are some things that we'll never forget as fans. We didn't stop celebrating for three weeks, did we? No, we didn't really. (laughs) (laughs) You had a season ticket at Manuka, Pete. (laughs) <laughs> is that not just uh, don't get us started on Peter Manuka <laughs> he loves it doesn't he he loves it doesn't he his cocktail bar um, Ollie some great memories this season so thank you for being a part of that and thank you for finally sorting out your technology to get on this podcast and now you've done it once it means you can't stay away so Brilliant. we'll see you next season yeah I'll be deleting Zoom after this yeah yeah, yeah no you probably will what Zoom uh, yeah who are you sorry yeah, no, okay. yeah. no no problem thank you guys cheers to the podcast enjoy your summer mate take care this is the Rebel Yell podcast Ollie Pierce there and now we are joined by Adam Hinchwood. how are you doing how are we yeah, very well. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Um, obviously, a couple of weeks uh, away from the last game of the season. Not the end you wanted, I'm sure, to uh, what was a most memorable season for us all. Uh, no, no, not at all. Disappointed, disappointed performance. I didn't think we performed anywhere near to what we what we have expected from, from ourselves, really. That was a, the biggest disappointment, I think, on the night. We started the, the game well, got ourselves into it, but just, um, yeah, fell away. And probably a large part of that's probably myself as well went for it a bit too early maybe and change of change of shape didn't help this time um so yeah definitely one I'll learn from well I don't think from I watched it from afar wasn't able to attend unfortunately but I know Pete and Spencer at the stadium and from what I gathered and I'm sure the guys can agree I don't think the scoreline was fair on us because I think they're just very forward very well taken goals and I think any other day there could have been a completely different result no yeah I mean you, you put it into context their team probably cost you know close to two million and yeah. I think we've paid five thousand pounds for Ollie Pierce um so in that context it's probably a bit like uh Man City playing against Stevenage so, to be fair though I'd take Ollie Pierce over that tollage any day of his stupid celebrations <laughs> oh no yeah he's um yeah but you know he's he's come back off the loan from from Cambridge um yeah. where the lad's been he's been you know, full time didn't quite cut it there, but probably come back with a point to prove. And you know, he took his goals well, and I think that's the the biggest thing we'll learn from it. Um, I think our chances that we created, especially first half, we had a couple of good ones um, when we put them over the bar, and that was just a lot more clinical. And um, you know, that is the difference. That's the difference we're going to find this season as well. I believe that there will be less chances, and the, the the players that we play against will just be a bit more cutthroat. And I think that was proved um, when we played Dorking really this season as well. Yeah. I think you do find that, though, didn't you, Adam? Any any level of football, you know, whether it's a David versus Goliath match, is it is that difference in the final third with the finishing generally? No, yeah, I think I think we see that don't we uh, regularly for those that tune into like the Premier League games. 
more so on a Sunday. But when you're watching them on a Sunday, that is the difference. I, I feel in the in the top top teams and and the lower half, even at that level, they can score a goal out of nothing and can create a chance, and they'll tuck it away. And the lesser, lesser teams, if you like, will create a lot and just not take them. And I went and watched the cup final for Dorking the other day, and. I've got to say, I thought Kingstonians pressed them and they should have been freeing them up themselves and you know, didn't take their chances and you know ended up going out on penalties, I think. So, lesson to be learned there as well. And you know, we know we've got to be a lot more clinical. Um, and this is coming from a team that scored 100 goals. I still feel you know our chance to conversion ratio wasn't nowhere near where it, where it needs to be. Uh, it's a massive learning experience for everybody, isn't it? With you know the step up in class and standard that we saw in that Brighton game you know, with the season going forward of the improved opposition that we're going to be playing and, you know, knowing the levels we've got to be playing at and what we need to be doing. Oh, definitely, yeah. And I think, um, you know, myself and I'm probably speaking on behalf of the players as well, we we feel ready. We feel ready for that challenge and we come away bitterly disappointed that we didn't give a good account of ourselves on the night um, against Brighton. But, you know, we know that that's going to be what we have to become accustomed to uh, if we want to really challenge ourselves and, we definitely want to be doing that and we feel ready for it and, you know, we've got to learn quickly. Um, you know, like I say, myself included, um, probably the first one to sort of hold my hands up and look at how I went about it in, in the game and, you know, I was kind of disappointed with what I delivered as well and, and what I asked of the players. Um, and, you know, all we can do is learn and, and and try and move on. I think that's what the players have done so well this season. Whenever we've had a defeat, we've looked at it and seen where we can improve and, and worked hard to put it right. And each, each time this season, I think the, the players have done that. So last time we spoke to you, Adam, on the podcast, we were in Woodside, we had a nice little pint and uh, it was just before the Bowers game. And obviously... Well, me especially was trying to contain the excitement, saying we could win the title this weekend. You obviously missed a cool karma collective. Season's not over yet. What was it like to finally get over the line? I mean, obviously we had loads of celebrations in the bar that we'll always remember for, you know, for the rest of our life. But, you know, to be the manager that's taken Worthing Football Club into the National League South for the first time, like what did it genuinely mean for you? No, like, yeah, football inside, football inside a way, like emotionally, <laughs> and, you know, like we always, you know, we, we never see a soft side, Adam. We want to know, were you, were you that emotional? Um, yeah, and no, I just like, don't really look at it like that for myself, really. Yeah. Just like great achievement for the players. I think like, you know, just so, so pleased that all their professionalism, their efforts and everything that they put in over the last few years has, has come into fruition. And, you know, so just, just an immense sort of, I don't know, proud sort of dad moment I suppose um, that they've managed to you know be the ones to do it and yeah really 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 delighted but yeah honestly not once did I think oh we've done it we've done it and cracked it until Jasper scored that second one that was the only sort of until that goal went in I can promise you I didn't for a second think you know it's done and just put my feet up Um, it was literally like a a moment when that went in you felt yeah we've we've done it now Uh, I can't see them scoring two they're not going to score two against us not the way they were set up so just yeah it was literally that goal was the the moment where it sort of just you know felt we've actually done it and you know what's what's a game Bit, we'll bit, bit of a show off that Jasper, isn't he? The way he scores those goals that win us the league. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I think, like you know, what's really helped him actually, we put some stats up around Christmas time of like goals and assists, and he was sort of showing similar sort of numbers as to what Danny Barker was. And you know, I think that gave him a little uh, a lift to to, to 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 look at it and go, you know, I need to be producing better numbers than that. And um, since then, 
I've got to say he's been been excellent, pr- produced produced in in both aspects, assists and goals. You know, if you've got a young lad that's doing that, then bodes really well for the lad. Yeah, and we we were speaking to Jasper earlier, and you know, we were discussing. You know, you you've asked quite a lot of him, sort of especially second half of season, sort of within games, sort of positionally. To sort of like, I want you doing this, I want you playing here, I want you playing there. And, you know, he's really taken that on board and really sort of like, you know, whatever you've asked him to do, he's, he's, he's done it. Whether, I don't know, he may have liked it, he might might not. <laughs> but, you know, sort of, you know, right, I want you in up right back, I want you on the left. And they're just moving yeah. around within games. No, I think that's like credit. You you only do that with players that you trust, and that you, you trust to, to be able to do it. And, um, you know, I think that just shows... Know how much I, you know, rate rate him as a player uh, to be able to do that. Um, I really do feel he's got uh, a career as a as a fullback, and he might hate me for saying this, but I think you know, like the defensive side of his game since he's played wingback is excellent. Not not many players go past him. He looks like a modern day sort of fullback, uh, sort of Matty Cash type uh, figure um, that can get forward as well and and, and deliver um, and score goals. So. Um, but yeah, I think his defensive side of his game really, really has improved, and um, you know, I think it just bodes well for for him that he can now play a variety of positions, and you know, to be able to do that for a manager is is you know testament to him and what a good player he is. Talking about the actual squad, uh, since you've had the uh, sports bras bought in. <laughs> <laughs> see oh, yeah, money, yeah, yeah. yeah, see your money to people's performances during the game. Um, has, has that brought some competition in that the players want to be the best on that day? Because sometimes you see on Twitter, you know, performance of Davis Aronson or or whoever. Um, is that is that how the squad's mentality? Do you think? Um, I haven't sort of noticed the change myself. I try to just let them run the dressing themselves. I think that's their space. I try not to go in there too much. So. You know, I'm on them enough and grilling them enough to uh, stay out of their sort of space, let them have a bit of space there. So I think there's a little bit of that, but honestly, wouldn't wouldn't notice it just how they've been. That you don't have to motivate this group to train, train hard and run and, and work hard. And um, you know, so I haven't noticed that at all. It's just just how they go about their business, really. But um, yeah, with that, we brought it in quite late in the season, really. Something that I've sort of been keen to sort of look at but bringing it in so late and the team doing so well I didn't want to put too much emphasis on it but it's definitely something like Bard has took to it and you know got some really good data up something I want to you know definitely utilize a lot more in pre-season especially and and throughout the season to see how we can get the best out of the players and be able to monitor the distances they're covering and the speeds they're running that will really help and help us to um get to where we want to be. We want to keep on improving. We don't want to stand still. And I think this will really help us um, do that. Are you getting the data during the game or is it purely just after the game you get the data? Yeah, just after the game. Just after the game. So the players will get it on on the lap, I believe, like within sort of minutes after the game, I believe. And um, yes, like I say, something I haven't really sort of delve into too much myself or sort of trust bars to run with it. But I do want to, you know, get a bit of, brighter knowledge on it and um, see how we can use it. But yeah, he sends over all the sort of running stats. The only game that really was the Bishop's thought for the way one. I thought we was down and I'll run him. We didn't lack a bit of running, lacked a bit of energy. And, you know, I was, again, Jasper, I was bringing him up saying he's the only one that looks to me like he's playing at the same level um, from Saturday. And, uh, you know, it was nice then to have 
the data to back that up. Um, so that what you see with your eyes, it was um, um, wasn't lying. And yeah, Jasper come out. It's very the only one that hit similar sort of numbers um, on the Tuesday after the Saturday game. I've got a few a few games that I think are the only ones really that you was really disappointed with the performance. I think when we lost to Bognor at home, we want you wasn't disappointed with the performance because we made loads of chances. But I think uh, Chesant at home, Hornchurch at home, Bishop Storford away, Cole Shorten away are probably the ones that you were really quite annoyed about. Yeah, um, I think the, the away games in particular, Folkestone and Margate, don't think we really give a good account. Margate, yeah. Didn't really turn up, we didn't turn up, we didn't, you know, just didn't compete how, how we normally do on those games. I think the home games, apart from the Hornchurch one, just simply because it was two points dropped and it was in our hands. We just had to deal with a long ball and we had a free header and didn't deal with it. And it was such a bad goal to concede at any time. But that that late on, I just felt like we needed to show a, a better champion's mindset and mentality to, to see out that win. And I don't think we showed it that day. Um, to let two points drop uh, was really disappointing. And yeah, my toes are just about recovered from kicking everything I could, to be honest <laughs> with you. Those doors in the change room now are quite heavy, I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we don't want any injuries, do we? Uh, for, no. the, for the gaffer. Uh, Adam, <laughs> like um, we alluded to it on the last podcast about planning for the forthcoming season. Obviously then you were like, you know, you obviously got to make plans. How far down the lines are your plans now? And like when we, we see as fans sort of any sort of lists of players that will be leaving us or retained or any new signings because obviously day after the Premier League signings are already happening today it's crazy they've already announced some so when will we start to sort of see the squad forming for next season all, all I can say on that really is that um, you know I'm very very busy at work speaking to everybody at, at the moment I haven't sort of put my feet up just yet so yeah it's it's a case the reason that we haven't released anything yet is because I like to personally take the players out and spend a bit of time with them, have a coffee and go through the season. And, um, you know, that's very easy to do with their full time. But players have been away and stuff like that. And I'm probably just over halfway through that at the moment. So hoping by the end of this week, the majority of them I would have spoke to and sat down with and, and gone through the season and see how I see things for next season for them. Is it so and, far yeah. so good for your sort of chats? No, yeah, definitely really Really, really pleased um, with how they've gone. You know, I've been speaking to potential signings as well. It's not just a case of speaking to the current squad. Obviously, they're priority. I want to speak to them first. Um, but if I can speak to another player while someone's away, then I'll do that as well. So, yeah, very, very busy at the moment, making lots of plans, just trying to get the recruitment right. I think it's a, a real crucial summer for, for us and for the club to, mm. to get the right players in. And, yeah, recruitment's going to be crucial this summer to for that um, and yeah pleased with how it's all going and like I say I know there's probably a bit of frustration because you want to as soon as the season finishes know who's staying who's going I don't think it's frustration I think it's just I think what it is for us is like obviously we know there's going to be players moving on we know that for a fact because you know either you feel as a manager they're not going to be able to make the next step up or they will make a few steps higher up because other clubs have seen them because we've got this great family that we've had for the past three years it's going to be broken up because we got bloody promoted (laughs) no yeah and it's it's, you know it's the the nature of the beast isn't it we're not going to keep everybody happy and we we want to improve as well we don't want to sort of 
stay still. And with that, there's going to be casualties, unfortunately. And it's the hardest part of being a manager, I think, is this time of the year and having those conversations with, with players. But I feel like they deserve the effort they put in. They deserve me to get £3.50 out of my pocket and buy them a cup of coffee and sit down with them and, and just have a bit of a, spend a bit of time, take a bit of my, my time out to, to tell them how I honestly feel. And unfortunately, that does take take a bit of time. But yeah, no, it's, all I can say is that everything's going well. As soon as anything's concrete, then I think the club, you know, got a lot better at releasing stuff and letting everyone know as soon as back. There is no concrete signings apart from obviously Oli and, and Aaron at this stage. Um, and that's with players potentially going on to bigger and better things and, and players coming in. Um, nothing concrete, John, done just yet. Adam, I thought we were doing the Invincibles at Arsenal next season. Is that not happening? Oh, that, well, that, that's the plan. That's the yeah. plan. Good man. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. That's what you aim for, isn't it? Yeah. I think everyone does. Everyone will be like Mark White who next season. <laughs> you don't go into a season, yeah. you know, expecting to lose games. But, you know, the, the reality is it, it is going to happen, like Pete said. But, you know, that's the um, what you set out to do is, you know, go the whole season unbeaten. Like Arsene Wenger preached about, I watched that programme on the Invincibles the other week. And, um, you know, he. He's, he had. I haven't got that same sort of feeling that he had that it was going to happen. But uh, I was, I was. I've got to say, the hundred points thing still hurts me because that that yeah. I did have a, I did have a hunch about that. I've got to say, like I did let Pete know very early that that was something I was looking to do, and um, that wasn't me being um, cocky or arrogant or anything like that. It just a sort of hunch you get, and then when you get it, I think you, it can then you know. You can transpire and you can start telling enough people and they start buying into it as well. So that's, yeah, it'll be, I'll still look back on the season with a bit of disappointment that we didn't get 100 points and that we didn't win the double, um, if I'm perfectly honest. I know you're also disappointed we didn't win the treble, well, obviously, when Horsham went and did that with the uh, Ismin League trophy yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talking about another poor night. <laughs> we'll take we'll take we'll take the league, mate, in the national south. Um, Adam, just before we wrap it up, what was your highlight of the season? Obviously, apart from being champions, was there a time when you thought this is ours or an actual highlight of the season? When only Lee wiped that kid out, I reckon. <laughs> oh, was that where was that again? Was that Carl oh, Shorten? That was Merson away. Merson, that was it. Yeah, that yeah, was an yeah, that, that was <laughs> didn't you close like him like oh, Stone Cold mate. Steve Austin or something? It was it was WWE, mate, back in the day. Um <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it has to has to has to be Jasper's goal for me uh, and the celebration after seeing all the fans and um celebrating um you know that mm. that whole game and then traveling back on the coach don't remember getting off the coach and uh, <laughs> the celebrations in the bar and the boys oh, like pouring all beers for everybody and everything there it's just, <laughs> yeah has um has the club forgiven you for that and the boys for pouring those beers i mean they're probably some of the worst pints i've ever drunk but i'm not going to complain about getting a free pint down the bar uh no i didn't say that barry i didn't say that barry <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no it's um <laughs> I had a really, really, really positive ball meeting the other day, so it was all good. Yeah. But do you know, do you know one of the highlights of the season for me about you was when you grabbed that trophy and took it down the Vic, Grand Vic. The Grand Vic. 
<laughs> I still can't believe that was just so brilliant. I don't think the pub stuff knew what happened, but mate, that was the funniest thing and, I did. And the one and only time ever on the way down there, it was a five train stop at the level crossing. Oh, yeah. mate, wasn't it? Was yeah. with, me, with, me, with me on my own yeah. on the other side, where everyone else was on the other side. And those people's in the oh. cars thinking they were actually, what who the hell are these guys with this random cup in them? <laughs> oh, I remember like just yeah, five trains go past and just dancing and yeah. celebrating. Yeah, yeah, no. And big a Bigsy's reaction when he took that in the pub, I think you actually got to move the man to tears. No, exactly. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. And yeah. being able to yeah. I think that when we actually got the trophy, celebrating and seeing all the people that spend so much time, you know, like yourselves, like you know, the people that work in the kitchen behind the bar that you know mm-hmm. don't get the plaudits, see them actually have a bit of time and celebrate with the trophy as well. Um, you know, that was a really nice 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 moment nice touch and yeah. um yeah i think uh, a lot more clubs would have seen that and and starting to starting to do cotton on to, to that as well yeah as i'm sure the guys here can agree it was uh one of the best sort of moments of my footballing life and i always remember it um but i uh, thanks for leading a team to glory this season obviously it starts from the top uh, i know you say it's the boys that got us there but it's your management as well you've provided some really amazing moments and we just can't wait to see what we can do next year in the National South and we look forward to speaking to you pre-season with a new look squad and sort of new look plans for the new season. Thanks, yeah. Thanks for your all your all your support. Um, like I say, it's time and time again, like unrivaled support in my opinion at, at the level that we're at and I'm sure it'll only go on to bigger and better things and, you know, both home and away, just like a massive thank you for, for, for all your support really. Um, you're always there and all your time and effort is um, well appreciated. Yeah, we can't wait for next season. Have a have a good summer, whatever you do. I'm sure you'll be busy, uh, but we'll see you pre-season, mate. Last one. Take Cheers. care. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Take care. Cheers. This is the Rebel Yell Podcast. As always, another fantastic chat with our gaffer, Adam Hinchelwood, who, is it just me, but he, he just, he doesn't want to take the plaudits, does he? He wants to pass down to the team, but it starts from above, doesn't it, chaps? Yeah, he doesn't want to give himself the credit, but, you know, that's that's... That's Hinch all over, isn't humble, it? Humble Hinch, we should call him now. But I'm really looking forward to seeing what, what magic he can create in the National South next year. Obviously, we lost in the Sussex Senior Cup uh, at the Amex. And uh, Stu Evans, it was always his dream to lay the kit down in the Amex. And he did. And I know it would have hurt him to see the team lose in the fashion they did because it wasn't deserved. He had a winner's medal round his neck and Stuart Evans, who's the kit man, he's an under 20, no, under 18s coach. Mr. Worthing. Mr. Worthing, as he is, has now joined us for the season finale of the Rebel Yard podcast. Good evening. Hello, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Yeah, so um, we were just saying, just before you came on there, I was trying to sort of elongate your intro because there's always connection problems with you when you join the room. I mean, you But it was always your dream to lay out the kit as Worthing's kit man in the Amex Stadium. You got to fulfil that. Uh, the result wasn't what we all would have liked. Um, but how was that day for you? Yeah, it just shows where my life's at when that's one of the, my my dreams, isn't it? Really, to be quite sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, mate, I'm, unbelievable, unbelievable day. Uh, the whole experience just just phenomenal, to be quite honest with you. Um, boys did us proud, um, and yeah, it's um, yeah, it was it was a hard one to take, but um, the, just the whole occasion, the day, the, and it just shows where we're we're getting to as a club and where we want mm. to we want to get more 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 finals like that in the future. I hope so. Well, as we said to um, Hinch and, you know, we've had Ollie on as well and Jasper this evening. Um, it's one of those that we definitely didn't deserve to lose in that fashion with the scoreline. It didn't flatter Brighton because I don't think it was a 4-1 game. They just had four well-taken finishes. It was yeah. 4-2. 4-2, sorry. 
Yeah, it wasn't a four-one go. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I was watching from Mexico that dodgy stream. <laughs> oh, right, I see. Fair enough. Must be nice, eh? Um, yeah, no, it wasn't a four-two game. I felt that we, um, yeah, I, I, I thought we did. <laughs> their class, their class, shone in the end, and obviously they're in full time. And um, it was interesting watching them from a coaching point of view. They, they, they know their next pass before they even receive the ball. They moved the ball so quickly; it was tiring watching it. Um, so yeah, it just shows. They just showed their class over ninety minutes, I guess. But. Um, we gave them a good look. At the end of the day, we, we know we've been there and we've given them a game and they've worked up, walked off the pitch at 90 minutes knowing that they've had a game uh, and they've had a hard game. Um, then, then we've done our bit, I think, personally. Yeah, well, on, on another day, a couple of our chances, and we have plenty of chances, and another day, a couple of those chances might have gone in. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, completely different game. Yeah, exactly, mate. No, 100%. Um, equally, I think they had a couple as well. But, uh, but yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's a great game of football. Really good game of football. And I've been to the Amex over the last three or four years and watched some absolute shockers of finals. So, yeah, it was, uh, it, was a good, uh, it was a good game to watch. Do you think as a coach, like, you helped you by watching Brighton and the way they coach their teams? And, like, you know, not even just you, but the whole Worthing coaching team. Do you think it helps you on, like, up your game almost and learn from them? Yeah, of course, mate. Yeah, no, 100% it does. And me and Hinch, when I watched the, um, they had a game against Chelsea, I think the Monday before, um, and just, yeah, just watch their warms up, warm ups, watch their, their their patterns, just watch their, what their shape out of possession. You just, you pick up so much. And 100% it does. 100% it does. Um, yeah, that's obviously where we want to be um, and and strive to be as, as close as we can to get mm-hmm. them, get near them over the next three or four years, um, if not longer. So, yeah, it, it's, look, it was, it's an unbelievable experience. And um, yeah, it was great to be part of it, mate. So, what was it like to finally get that um, Ismian League winner's medal and your hands on the trophy? Because I mean, your WhatsApp picture's already changed. I'm disappointed you've still got that weird wooden spider as your Zoom uh, yeah, thing, but I know it's your work one. <laughs> yeah, I don't use Zoom anymore, mate. I use Teams, so this is that photo's uh, been on there. COVID, well, then, if you don't use it, you need to put your you, you lifting a title up, don't you? Then? Yeah, I should do, shouldn't I, really? Yeah. Um, what was it like, mate? Just, yeah, unreal. Uh, unbelievable um, from the moment... Um, the first, uh, yeah, the first whistles, all the way through the celebrations at the end, the whole game, everything, mate. It's just been, it was almost like it was two, three years of just weight just been lifted off your shoulders. Mm. Um, and then the realisation that now actually we've got a massive, we've got a battle next season and we've got a lot to fight for. Um, we'll compete. Um, but then that the full focus is on like, right, what do we need to do to start next season? Well, um, I've already been speaking a hinge about what we can do in terms of the setup here to implement a, a better kind of standard professionalism for the boys um, for the start of next year and small little marginal gains. It's all about marginal gains. And that sounds a cliche, but it is. So that, that marginal gain could be a bit of fruit before the game or, or better quality energy drink or protein shake, whatever it may be. Those little like 0.001% all add up uh, and which could mean a winner in the 90th minute. Yeah. You know what I mean? That sort of yeah. stuff. It's all the, the, all the bits and pieces that we need to think about um, as coaches, Hinch and obviously Nathan and Camel more than me, but also behind the scenes in terms of how I look after the first team, make sure they've got everything they need. And then obviously representing that back down into the youth teams as well. Like how can we, how can we give them that same type of feeling, but also that same standards that they, they need to um, aim for, I guess. So, so yeah. basically Stuart, you're saying you are staying on as kitman next season. <laughs> I think so, mate. I think so. I think, um, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Is that a Rebel so. Yo exclusive? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, our, it's our first season signing. We've already got um, 
Oli and Aaron. <laughs> now, you know, the first postseason signing, Stu. I've yet to sign a contract, so uh, it's still up for grabs at the moment. No, I think so, mate. Um, yeah, I, I said that I was looking forward to a break, and pretty much every single day since the start, at the end of the season, and the last um, last game of the season, I've been down the club. If I'm honest, I'm down there now. Um, was down here yesterday. Um, <laughs> You're down there now. You can't Saturday. stay away. You almost yeah. at the same level as Gareth, aren't you? Yeah, no, maybe a bit more than Gareth, to be quite honest. Oh, really? In fact, he sat in the bar as we speak. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, is he, not, is, he, is he not picking up fag ends or something? Like he seems to find out of the depths of nowhere at Woodside Road. Bless him. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. good at that. But um, mate, are I, they I love food, it. Stuart, are they doing food tonight? No, they're not doing food tonight. No, no, they're not, they're not doing food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, I love um, I love the club, mate. There's not mm. not one thing I wouldn't do for the club, and um, it's part of me and massive part of me. And and yeah, I just want to. Now we've now we've got to where we we have. It's all about how can we improve for me yeah. personally. How can we improve on what was already a high standard anyway for next season? Um, in terms of the youth teams all the way through to the first team, but obviously yeah. focusing on the first team. So, so as as the uh, kit man for the first team. Um, will you be putting on those really generously sized um, Kappa shirts next season? Are they here to stay or can you give us an exclusive or can you give us any insight? Will they... I don't know. I don't know. The first team kit, the first team kit will stay, but I don't know. Um, we've got a new white kit being released as a third kit next season. That's probably okay. a bit of an exclusive. Um, if not, you might have already known. Um, but yeah, we've got all the first team by Kappa. Yeah, so yeah. It'll, be, it'll still be Kappa. Um First team kit's going to stay the same. Obviously, we'll get a load of equipment, I'm guessing. Um, with oh, those new, nice uh, new balance coats. Yeah, the new balance stuff that we, we get. Stu, it's just lining you up for a free coat. <laughs> Wait, they, they gave us four last season. We don't get enough. So one happens, one your, happens accidentally. <laughs> I've seen your Facebook post and Instagram post, mate. You're all the way around the world. Yeah, I won't, I won't, I won't, I, yeah, I won't need a coat, will I? <laughs> new leagues, new sponsors and technical equipment. You, you're going to have like a big change in that respect and, you know, learning that equipment yeah, and you know, stuff like... So obviously, uh, as we know, that you had all the sort of, uh, what was it, Kappa stuff for the Ismail league and it's going to go whatever it is new balance you're going to have to have new patches to put on the shirts and everything like that um yeah, I, hope, right. I hope it's not going to be like before where it was like stuck over the old <laughs> it's me and league patch yeah i hope not as well um yeah mate we're gonna get so much stuff sent through to us and yeah we should really be taking a break to get ready for the uh what's going to be a very busy that kind of month leading up to the start of the season with all the friendlies and that but um, yeah. yeah I don't know what we're getting from the league yet to be fair so. no and what do you think balls, um, balls James balls balls, balls. balls. Um, uh, what half of them will be in all the roads and houses around the ground <laughs> yeah yeah, you'll yeah. still be finding me at nine o'clock of the night looking in people's gardens to show them my footballs, mate. Yeah. That, some things will never change. And Stu, like, obviously, before we wrap it up, a uh, little thought on the sort of youth setup this season. It's been a pretty epic season for them as well. Mate, it's phenomenal. Uh, we've just, um, yeah, we've just finished the trials, finished last weekend or maybe the weekend before, the under-18s trials, mate. The talent we've had come through and already here has just been unbelievable, to be quite honest with you. And, and it's, it's that really horrible time. I mean, I've been speaking to parents tonight, a couple of parents tonight, and, and still um, speaking to a few of the under-16s we've had to let go as well. And, 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 it's, and it's horrible, mate, because you're having to let almost ruin dreams. And that mm. sounds quite brutal, but it, but it is that, to be fair. And we, out of the under-16s, we had a squad of 17. We've only taken five through. Um, that just shows the quality that we already had with the 18s, but also the, the externals we're having coming through as well. And um, yeah, it's 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 been amazing mate, in terms of the quality, but equally upsetting to, to let people go. Um, not not part of the job that 
mm. anybody likes to be Are there any here. plans to set up another age group at all? Long term, I think so, mate. Yeah, yeah long term, 100%. We could have got we could get two teams in each of the age groups, if I'm honest. Um, there has been talk over the years of have entering a kind of like a reserve side almost, like Dortmund yeah. do, um, into a county's league. But I don't know whether it's, A, have we got the pitch base for it? And B, is it the type of thing we want to do? I don't know. Um, yeah. Is it better just to focus all your, kind of all your, all your, yeah, put all your focus into the first team? And Because and, in years mm. gone by, we had the 21s as well. Um, and it just didn't, just didn't work. Um, yeah. We had more talent in the 18s. And the 18s are feeding the first team rather than the 21s feeding the first team. Um, but yeah, mate, the, going back to your original question, the, the talent and the season uh, that uh, the boys have had have been all the way through 14s, 15s, 16s, 18s, obviously, as well. It's just been amazing, mate. I can't wait to get started again. I've just messaged the, um, obviously, I, I coach all the age group. I've just messaged the 16s manager and said, I'm eager to get back. When can we get back? Because um, I want to start training as quick as we can. Mm. Are you, are you so, going to yeah. stick mainly with the 16s again? Yeah, focus is to transition from, well, the focus is to transition from all the age groups, so the 14s ready for the 15s, 15s ready for the 16s, uh, and the 16s ready for the 18s. But yeah, predominantly the eight, uh, 16s. And then um, um, this season, I'll be more involved with the 18s setup as well. Um, yeah. Which is obviously progression for me, which is fantastic. Um, and again, it's it comes down to Nathan and Hinch um, allowing me to have that opportunity just to, to grow as well, um, which is why I love this club because once you once you, you you get put into a role, it's not just a case of going right, okay, that's your role, go away. They they'll give you the the um, what's the word I'm looking for the um, development, the, yeah, the development. They'll give you if you see if they see that passion inside you and that eager to learn, eagerness to learn, they'll help you and progress you. And yeah, Nathan and Hinch have been phenomenal uh, for me over the last year phenomenal so yeah well it's yeah. great it's great to see you progress and grow maybe maybe one day we'll be uh singing Stuart Evans Red Army you know you never know the way you're going mate I'm hoping Hinch will be here for the <laughs> 10 to 15 oh, yeah. years like, you would yeah. never have to sing that yeah hopefully um yeah but I wouldn't mind singing your name if you well, you can spoil me you can see my name but I'm hoping not managing work mate. Just, <laughs> oh have you got have you got higher ambitions is it Man United no no no, yeah? mate, no this, this club deserves someone better than me managing it trust me I don't want to blow your trumpet, Stu, but when everyone got announced for their medals, you probably got the biggest cheer. Yeah, 100%. And a, and a big proper stew. <laughs> I heard that, to be fair. I heard that I got a um, massive cheer. It's really kind of everybody. I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't really hear it um, as I was walking out. It was because it, it, was, it was too late. But yeah, mate, this club's amazing, honestly. Uh, I probably sound like I'm high on drugs every time you speak to me because I'm always really positive and, and loving life. But honestly, I could talk to the cows come home about this club. It's amazing. Amazing place to be part of, mate. Amazing place. Oh, and it's people like you to make the club run, mate. So you know, well done Appreciate to you. That, and I'm I'm glad you've got I'm glad you've got your sort of uh, just desserts now for your medal and you know great success uh, season success in the you've set up. Um, we asked everyone tonight, what was your moment of the season in the first team? Like, what was your okay winning the title yet? What was either the turning point or your highlight? The one thing you could have went go, wow, that was amazing. Wow, what a question. Um... Do you know what? I think it, 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 there's, there's two or three moments over the season that I just obviously will just stay with me for a while. One was obviously Bowers and, and, and Pitsy winning the league there and the celebrations mm. on the pitch. And um, it just was just phenomenal. Um, Lewis away when Jesse scored the winner late on. Um, I love going to Lewis. I think it's we always have a good game against them and it's, it's a great atmosphere. But weirdly, um, East Park away and uh, not, I keep saying South Park, you know, the team this in Auburn's uh, horrible. Oh, I was going to say horrible pitch. But anyway, there's a couple of games this season. Stortford. Uh, 
Chesson? No, 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 no. I'll never forget their names. Potters? Potters Bar, thank you. Yeah. You can tell it's <laughs> late in the evening, can't you? Uh, Potters Bar and East Park, when we just had to win the game ugly and not play in the way that we play. Yeah. And it just showed for, us, for me that well, there is another side to us and, and there were big points. East Fark away, big points at a crucial time of the season. Uh, and at that point, I thought, do you know what? Actually, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Um, there is that other side to us and we have got that grit and determination to, to win the league. So, um, yeah, so a number of occasions, mate. I probably can't name just one standout. But, but I, know, I know, Stu, um, that when you, we got to East Fark, within a few minutes of being on that pitch... The game plan had to go out the window and it just had to change totally to compare, yeah. like you said, compared to the way we used to play. And unfortunately, yeah. that was my debut on uh, your, your instant replay. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> it was, it yeah. wasn't a great game to commentate on. <laughs> nah, I think it was, uh, I think I got the team sheet early uh, and Miki was on it. Um, and then we swapped, Hinch turned up and went and said, Stu, we're going to have to change the team. Uh, and then put Siegs, I think Siegs played. Uh, Will yeah. Seeger played um, in place of him. Um, yeah, I mean, again, just shows quality of Hinch as a gaffer, mm-hmm. uh, but also shows we how we can adapt to um, every scenario, really. And again, that that for me was like, yeah, we're we're going to win the league here. We, we can adapt and we can win. And that was a horrible game of football. <laughs> a horrible game of football. We just had to get out of there with three points, really. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was... Um... It was it was moments like that, and I think as Pete said, it was uh, the Lewis game when Starks were like scored that goal. It's like this is it now, this is it. Um, I yeah. think my yeah. moment of the season regarding yourself, Stu, is when I saw you drinking a pint of beer in the bar. Mate, every <laughs> now two. and then, every now and then, I loosen those straps, don't I? Uh, yeah, it yeah. doesn't happen often, mate. I just think I needed to chill out. I don't special really occasion. Yeah, I don't drink, do I? I don't. No, I don't really don't. believe in it, and um, don't really require it either. But yeah, I just had to. Yeah, what, what game was that? That was when we won. Oh, they won the league. There you go. Yeah, that was that, that I, was. I, you you I, did yeah, it at Bowers, and you did it um, after Brighton when we lost the trophy. Oh really? Oh, yeah. okay. He doesn't even remember. He was that drunk, you know. Yeah, but that one <laughs> beer went straight to my head. Yeah, well, if you don't drink, you probably would. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah Stu, once again, thank you for um, joining us throughout the season, giving Basically. you little insights. Look forward to getting your insight on the national south, and yeah. uh, when we continue this on, and we'll look forward to catching up pre-season with you, mate. Hundred percent, boys. And uh, guys, your dedication to the you're doing this, and and Pete obviously doing the well, both of you doing the very well. Yeah, it's been phenomenal over the season, and Pete obviously driving to all the academy games as well mini buses and that it, honestly again you say like me like people like me keep this club going it, it obviously it helps it's everybody it's a group effort not just me um, it's everybody including you guys so fair play to you guys and, and thank you very much as well um, that means a lot thanks we do it because we Cheers, love it Jay. and uh, we love following the clubs too um, so thank you to see you next year boys can't wait mate have a good summer and we'll see you soon Mackey, see you soon guys take, take care, care mate. Mate. Bye, 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 bye 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 this is the Rebel Yell Podcast Stu obviously joining us there and the last little chat we've got tonight is a pre-recorded interview with Barry Hunter um, that Spencer and Pete sat down with earlier on in the week and as usual Barry had a few insights a few little tidbits for the club but enjoy the interview with uh, Barry Hunter right then Barry here we go (laughs) so a successful season on and off the pitch by the sounds of it what are your overriding thoughts and emotions about the last 12 months Good question. Uh, I'm ecstatic is probably a good word to use. I mean, I'm so, so proud of the club and what the club has achieved. And, and I talk about the club in the widest sense um, of everybody involved. It's been a huge achievement. It's, it's history making, isn't it? So we haven't done this. I'm not quite sure the maths. Eight, 
we haven't done this for over 135 years, or 136 years of existence. So it's uh, monumental. It's impressive because we've shown patience and strong mental commitment and, and desire over three seasons uh, from the squad and Adam. Uh, and they've come and performed and done this and sat at the top of that league table for a fair old chunk. So very, very impressed what they've managed to achieve. And, and off the pitch, uh, we've done loads, which... And it's great to be re even recognise that there is that part of the club that exists because without it, we probably would have gone up and, and grabbed the promotion spot that the team actually won for us. The fact that the, the guys off the pitch got the club fit for purpose so we can go up, which was not the case a, a few years ago when I think in the Barry Lloyd area where that was possible. So um, it, we know how hard, it, how hard that is. So it, all round, very proud of what everyone's achieved. And of course... You've got to also acknowledge what our women's team have managed to achieve over the last few seasons, including that promotion and the fourth spot this year, and the strength in depth of the club uh, on the pitch. Yeah, so much to be proud of and so much to look forward to. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, touching on, you know, so much to look forward to. The season's finished for us as fans and, you know, on the pitch. But what goes on, doesn't it, off the pitch? And I'm sure there'll be a lot going on over the summer. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Spence. Um I've worked in, you know, behind the scenes with football clubs for many years now. And actually, I think this is as hard a time as any for uh, for the football administration side of the club. We've got a project um, that we've actually been going with since um, uh, January. And actually a little bit earlier than that, maybe before Christmas, called Step 2 Ready. <laughs> now, we've kept it quite quiet because... Obviously, we didn't want to get to this point and just have to start thinking about it because we'd never have got there. So we've been on it for a while. And that's that's just making sure the club on and off the pitch is in good shape to operate and compete at uh, the next level up. So that's the National League South. So um, obviously, Adam on the pitch is looking after that side of things uh, with, with his squad. And, and I'm sure more and more announcements will come over time, but not least we secured earlier on. It's part of the step two ready. We secured the services of Ollie and Aaron. That was part of that program that we've done a little earlier. And um, off the pitch, we've got a step two ready program, which is split into two parts. The first part is what must we have in place in order to operate and compete at step step two. So that's more around the ground grading requirements that are basic and uh, a minimum requirement we need to do. So there are a few bits and bobs there. We did a lot around the pitch and the floodlights earlier on in uh, in this sort of process. But there's things we've got to put another seat into each of the uh, dugouts, for example, we we have to do little things like that just to make sure we're compliant. We need another turnstile. We need to just check a few things around the barriers for safety and capacities. So we've got that stuff going on, um, which Mike Tanner, as sort of head of premises, is leading. And then we've got uh, a step two ready, which is like the should have. So we don't need, to, but we should. It's not the like because that there's another part of stuff that we aren't even getting to. But the need, the should have is around the supporter experience on the match day, for example, more toilets, less queues, that stuff. So we've got a capital investment requirement uh, and we've got a lot of administration all going off behind the scenes to make sure we're, we're fit for purpose. 
Yeah, when, when I've uh, spoke to you when we've been away from home, Barry, and I, I see you sort of looking at other grounds, what their, what their infrastructure is, what their food facilities are like, their beer facilities, because I think one of the biggest complaints that the fans have is the, the queues for the beer at the ground at the moment. A lot of people say, you know, they have a few drinks before they get to the ground and they don't even bother because the queues are so big. Is, is there a plan in place to get that sorted before the start of the season? Yeah, I mean, the, the, there is, Pete, there's a, there's a mutual frustration there because obviously we know that people leave the queues because of the uh, length of the queue or don't even turn up. So actually that's costing the club revenue, which, you know, people are prepared to spend. So we've got a real joint ambition to uh, address the matter of queues. If you think about it, it's actually a really, it's one of the most challenging operational things I can think of because, you know, you've got an average of 1,300 supporters, 1,000 of them might want something at half time. So you've got to serve them within 15 minutes. That is a very, very tough ask. And I know a lot, a lot of supporters are prepared to wait for 10 minutes to get their drinks and stuff, but it's a very big uh, operational challenge. And um, obviously the first thing to do is we need more outlets to serve drinks. And the same applies to food and what we can do to try and remove some of the cues on food. We've even seen uh, this last season, just by opening up that new kiosk in the northwest corner properly, how that's really helped. But actually, all that seems to happen is that the cues just seem to be getting doubled uh, because people want things in a very concentrated amount of time. So, yes, it's absolutely a high on our radar to fix. Yeah. That's really good to hear, Barry, because, you know, as fans, we, we experience it, we hear. So, you know, I think, think everyone will be really encouraged by, by hearing that. Yeah, yeah. You've probably seen some um, good examples when we've been to other grounds. I, I, you know, depending on what we decide in the end to do here, there are some cracking examples. When we went to Potter's Bar, I think you were both at the Potter's that was, Bar. That was fantastic with the outside yeah. bar and food. Yeah. But, but, but we don't have the space, do we, for a lot of, a lot of these things? We, we, we do and we don't. Um, we, we, there's some things we're looking at that might uh, open up some opportunity there. And, uh, you know, keeping a little flexible there, a nice little fan zone would be a cracking uh, opportunity for us. So, uh, yeah, watch this space. There's, we, you know, we, it, just to suffice to say, we are very much on the case of, of that one because it will not only improve the uh, supporter experience, it will help revenues into the club, which, you know, is a win, isn't it? And World World Cup coming up the end of the year as well. Yeah, as a, yeah. As a yeah. you know club as a venue. That's right, absolutely. Not standing out in the freezing cold. <laughs> Isn't the World Cup in yes? What is it? November or October? Yeah, yeah November. I think so. November into December. Yeah, but buy your thermal underwear now. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, any any update, Barry? Of been asked by somebody because they knew I was talking to you tonight and they said is there any sort of season ticket updates as yet I know it's I know some some clubs they sort of hold the price from last season you can get an early bird season ticket or whatever is uh is there anything in the pipeline for next season yet or is it being we haven't, discussed it, it's definitely being discussed we haven't made a decision but herein lies the challenge, um, because I first of all talk about investment to put new bars in. I've got to find that money from somewhere. The, the, the club has Chris Salter's finance director. We have to find that money. So it's all about give and take. And actually, the more you spend on capital, the less you're able to spend on player budgets, for example. So everything's a fine balance. And we go into this world without a benefactor. We don't have people 
just giving us money. We, we, we don't have that whatsoever. There is no money coming in from anyone outside freebie. Uh, I'm getting in a roundabout way to answer your question on season tickets. It's all part of the much wider discussion on how we generate our income and, and how we spend it. But let's just look at some of the challenges we're looking at on, on the season tickets as an example. First thing is, what we want to be is fair. And we, we like to think that we should take on a, a view of what's average in, the, in the, the league we're going into. So if you go into the National League South, the average number of games discounted for a season ticket holders in around three to four games. So it's, it's three to four on a total games of four of... Uh, 23 is around what 15 15 odd percent at the moment we in our league give discount effectively what's equivalent of 4.75 nearly five games a season on 20 games or 21 games so we're giving a 25 percent discount for our season ticket holders and then we talk about an early bird version of that so you know what what, what do we do there do we get back to what's going to become an average to help us afford to do the things in the league above? Or do we, do we you know, make another decision? You then, you then look at um, the gate price. And because and, that's obviously where we, we base our season tickets on this, the standard gate price. And if you just take the adult gate price, we're currently at £12. The average in National League South is 14 there are quite a few that also operate at 15 and some quite a bit above. Will next season average 15? Will it be 14, 15? We're not sure. But the difference between 14 and 15 pounds, the one pound difference over an average crowd of 1,300, assuming we just stand still, it's 30 grand a season. That 30 grand is going to give, that would fund a really decent striker or two if we want to go that way around. So you're sorry to me, me, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you had him that investment in the bar. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would qualify that and say not that we're short of good strikers because we we have got some good strikers. But I'm just I'm just trying to explain. So we haven't decided on the season ticket price because, and then of course, sorry, just one other point: there are more games. So you're also adding two more games to your season ticket price. So there's lots of factors in there. Naturally, we want to be fair. Equally, we want to generate as much revenue as we can to support the club, invest in the club to help everybody benefit from their experience. So it's not one to solve easily, this one. Um, there's quite a few things to consider. and We're having to take a very um, careful approach to this. We'll probably consult with a few people. Can you what see was- our problem? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it is a conundrum. And like you say, you've, you've got to be in, in a position where you're making money to su- sustain what we want to do and sustain what we want to do on the pitch. But you've also got it that you don't want to be losing money <laughs> and then we don't become self-sufficient. And then when the club's got financial problems, everyone will be moaning then. So it's a, it's a fine balancing act, isn't it? Exactly, it is. And, and it's not, this is a club decision. Everybody owns this decision because if the supporters are prepared to go to A or, and not B, then that that's fine and that, we don't have an issue with that but it means then that you know we can only spend on a and b and our player budget might be c rather than d and i'm not using numbers here but you you see my point it's a whole equation and everybody's got to kind of you know make a call on what they're prepared to do and not do and then we can we can make some decisions about it but we are most definitely going to make sure things are fair because i think that's the important touch point basically 
you know, I, I think this is it, isn't it? If, if it's the understanding behind the decisions, isn't it? And I always say to you, Barry, sort of off, off the record, you know, us as fans really appreciate how clear you are and giving explanations and what's going on. So rather than, than just things being sort of not forced, but, you know, put upon fans, you know, there, there's theory and understanding behind it and this is why we're doing it and this is where it's going. And Yeah, I, I think and I appreciate the feedback there, Spence. I, I, for sure, in Chris, as a finance director and me, uh, and with a bit of business experience, we are going to make judgments that are backed up by proper evidence and substance, not just a, here, here it is, guys. Because as, as Pete said, you know, you go too far, you end up actually creating a problem for yourself because supporters don't want to come and then it becomes self-defeating. So everything's about a fine balance with, with, with setting the budgets. One, one last thing for me, pre-season plans, I keep finding our, our friendlies on other people's Twitter, other clubs' Twitters, <laughs> and nothing on ours. And it's like, you know, you're like, hold on a minute, didn't know about that, didn't know about that. So that's a bit of a, bit of a breakdown in communication. Yeah, no, I, I listen, I, I see what's going on there. And I'm actually part of the, the WhatsApp group that sets all these up. And I just see what happens. And what has happened and what continues to happen is that other clubs break silence before it's been agreed between the two clubs' secretaries. So um, where, uh, you know, someone at another club might talk to one of our management team or coaches and talk about potential friendly and we say, yeah, but let's before we agree this, let's make sure it's done properly and officially. Or we go through the right channels. <laughs> we do, and, and they don't. And so you either you either don't go through the right channels and get it out early, but then it's not done properly, or you do do it properly. And unfortunately, by doing it properly, we often end up being second. So it's a real conundrum that one, Pete, because as a club, I definitely want us to be doing things in the right way. And the higher we go as a club, we need to do more and more of that. But unfortunately, one or two supporters at other clubs or someone on a committee who hears about something straight away is banged out there. And unfortunately, it leaves us a bit short. I don't know what the answer is, really. Um, I, I do know behind the scenes, we, are, we now do have some confirmed dates and I think they'll be out there. George will bang them out there really quickly. But that's really what's behind all of this. And it's surely a better approach anyway to sort of once once there's a few in place to say, here's a programme of friendlies rather than whole scattergun piecemeal approach of, oh, there's a game here, there's a game there, there's a game on this day. Yeah, that's 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 it, Spencer. We Unfortunately, though, you'll end up, you will be second on a few of those because other clubs will do the scattergun. What we definitely would prefer to do is a properly confirmed timetable all there. People are going to pick up scraps before it, but we just want to do things in the right way. But yeah, it does it does cost us a bit of face and reputation sometimes. But it's it's just one of those things, I think. They're just they're just so excited to be playing the Mighty Worthing. Exactly. Can't wait to tell everyone. <laughs> Barry, thank you ever so much for giving up your time to join us. If we could catch up with you before the season actually kicks off and have an update on everything you've discussed this evening and we'll hold you to account. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say how much by, but um, I think I'm always available, Pete. And just to say that you, Spence, James and, and the team, and what you do on the uh, on the Rebel Year is fantastic and really appreciated by the club. So well done on all you've done for the club this season and keep it going because uh, it, it's a fantastic uh, asset to the club. Cheers. Thanks, Barry. Have a great summer. Yeah, I'll see you in six weeks, Spence. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Rebel Yell Podcast. 
So, guys, should we talk about our own season now? We've uh, we've talked to everyone else tonight, but we haven't really sort of sort of got around to saying how it all felt to us because I think it's still on a bit of cloud nine. And having them all on again tonight, I kind of put it to the back burner. But remembering all the memories and the highlights has been a pretty uh, it, just what a season it was. Phenomenal season, you know. Our discussions we've had on 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 this podcast, you know, just you know what a special club and what a special group of people we've we've got, you know. We can look at everything that's gone on on the pitch, but there's so much more that's gone on behind the scenes, and he's going on behind the scenes. Well, I think one of the, the one of the funniest things for me was at the the start of the season after not starting the season on fire. Um, after, I focused in a way, definitely wasn't on fire. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, it wasn't a great start to the season. I remember the club actually received the letter off somebody moaning, and it it was like. We're only, we're only five games and, in. What's the, what's, what's the matter with you? Get a grip. And I think I said it on, on when we'd done the first Red Bull the season, that, you know, it, it, it'll it come good. You know, in Adam, we trust. And <laughs> yeah. it's, it's come I good think I, I think I remember it's, you know, the first couple of podcasts of the season just kept saying it's a long season. There's a lot of games. Yeah. There's a lot to go on with us. There's a lot to just broken record. Broken and, and then when but, games, but, Buddy comes record. up to me in the bar after one of the games, goes, stop being so bloody negative. <laughs> Like, sorry, but yeah, but you do get aggy on the commentary. Oh, I do you get do proper get... aggy. It's like it's like you, you're like you, it, it, it brings it brings a character to it, Pete. Let's just say. <laughs> I, got, it I can't. Me. I can't help myself sometimes. I think it's just a pure frustration. I think, as I've said so many times throughout the year, it was. I think because we had so many expectations, and I wrongly probably thought after the preseason we had, you know, those amazing games where we beat teams in the league above, we were spanking teams left, right, and centre, and we didn't come out with our sort of, you know, come out the gates fast enough. And I think I, I can put my hands up and say, I was probably expecting too much too soon, but we got there in the end. Yeah. In um, the real world, you don't, you don't spank teams left, right and center week in, week out. They're just, but the game, the game that Buddy got really annoyed at me as was that FA Cup replay. But as you all know, I bloody hate that place. Crimpian Casuals Ground. <laughs> we haven't got, we haven't, I've been there eight times. I'm glad I haven't got a You know, we'll end up getting them in the trophy we'll, we'll, next season. We'll get, we'll like, get them in the, the cup next cup, year. We'll yeah. get them in the cup. And I'll be it's like, oh, here we go again. This bloody place off Tolworth. Um, but guys, I mean, it's been, it's been, uh, it's great seeing so many memories. Uh, I mean, I, I think for myself, being in the bar after that game at Bowers, we all got back, you know, celebrating the players. And then after we lifted the trophy, and as I said, to Hinch, taking it down to the pub, to Big Z. And, you know, you just wouldn't get that out of clubs. It just shows the sort of family feel that we've got here and uh, we're lucky to be a part of. Yeah, we're all as one. Yeah, that 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 Bowers game and and afterwards was was just absolutely brilliant. Even though Jasper nearly broke my glasses, which I should have brought up with him. I've brought up with him before. Well, when he, he might scored, be able to afford it. to pay you back soon. Yeah, when, <laughs> when he when he scored, he jumped. When he scored, he jumped into me, and the glasses went flying. <laughs> Talking about that Bowers game, I think the highlight. We're for the last time. Get off the pitch. <laughs> and then Pete oh, losing all his commentary because his laptop's got low memory. <laughs> He's like the only commentary he didn't want and miss or lose. He lost. Yeah, but I think I think the other thing that was funny about that was she was going, "Your coach is leaving." <laughs> no, it's not. One of them was. Yeah, no, it's not. Well, the boring coach was, wasn't it? Well, not the boring one. The hours limited hours coach, I think. And then we all that. It was just so brilliant. But the thing is, is like you, you, you know, doing that as I always said, you're just going <laughs> to egg everyone else onto just. And I think like 
I think chance of like um, well unrepeatable on the air started against us. Yeah, but 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 Bowers as a club after after that game were were really good. There were so many people come up to oh they loved me it. personally and congratulated us and said how much we deserved it. And well, I I, I can't. I lose track of how many away games towards the end of the season where fans were coming up saying, so glad we don't have to play you again this season or next yeah. season. <laughs> it seems think, like think, a recurring yeah. theme. I think that's the thing because I had it a lot of clubs and, you know, towards the end of the season and they're saying, well, you, you, you're going up. There's there's no doubt about it. And, you know, um, yeah. Was it Hayden, the manager of Kingston, the double? Kingston, he reckons they, they, yeah. we could even do a double. Yeah, he said back-to-back promotions. But as, as we heard off Adam, we had a top 10 budget last season and we might have a bottom 10 budget next season. So we've got to see. But if he works his magic with his players mm. and they can spot players between them, especially yeah. from the director of football, he's got a lot of contacts in the game. And I've got, I've got, enough, I've got but no fear. Pete, as we know, when we were at, um, what it was the one, the team near um, Tottenham Hotspur's ground, Haringey. And um, I remember our mutual friend the Bellend, yeah, the Bellends. And uh, they, um, our mutual friend Gareth was sitting next to us and he spoke to, wasn't it a scout for, was it Brightling Sea or someone or some, some, no, I think it was some, maybe uh, Carl Shorten or something. And they said something like, oh, we just want you guys out of the league so it actually can be a bit more competitive again. And I think that's the thing, like, you know, it's a kind of, that's why I'm quite glad Dorking have gone up because if we stand any chance of, you know, progressing like as quick as some people want then Dorking we needed to get out of that league above us which we are now in well and, and Maidstone as well fortunately they're yeah. gone yeah. so they're two big clubs but you know I wouldn't underestimate Ebsfleet I went there the, the other day um, to watch them in the playoff final against Dorking and Dorking got very lucky in the last kick of the game to get an equaliser oh no but he cost them because one of their flair, one of their fans threw a flare on the pitch after they scored in stoppage time and the stewards had to come on, douse it, all the rest of it. So that held it up by a good two and a half to three minutes. Um, and that's that's what ultimately cost him. Yeah. So don't blame the players, blame the idiot don't fans. Throw, don't throw flares on the pitch. <laughs> Especially plastic pitches. Especially Woodside. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a sore subject. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next, next season's coming. We'll obviously meet again in sort of a few weeks, six weeks or so when the pre-season starts, chat to some of the things, see some of the new signings, hopefully. But, chaps, what are, what, what, what are your highlights of the season? I've, I'm, I'm going Lewis away. I love that. I've done the commentary from the uh, stand in the first half and then the second half I went, I went behind the goal. And when Starkey's volley, half volley, hit the net, it, I just, it just... It was just limbs. It was just amazing. And he met people on the on the chat and the commentary and said you you you'd made us feel like we were there. It's it's really good. Yeah, My highlight good. anyway. Spent. Oh, apart yeah. from apart from Adam dropping the f bomb when we went at Horn Church, then we had to restart the interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's it gonna sound so boring because we just everyone has been on saying that. Yeah, Starkey's goal at Lewis, Jasper's goal at Bowers, the whole celebrations after Bowers, the trophy celebrations. I'm trying to think of something different, so we're just not repeating. Um, there must be something. There must be something else somewhere. I quite liked when we went to um, uh, Hayes and Yedding, and we beat them because everyone thought they would spank us, and we spanked them in the end. And they look, they have, they they were favourites to go up, and they haven't gone up after all that. 
and a ground that looked like a million dollars when you see it on a uh, Ted Lasso, but it actually hasn't even got connected running water. <laughs> it's not finished, was it? it was, and they've still they've terrible. still got the stand that I left there, and uh, they won't reply to any of mine or Gareth's emails for some reason. I don't really know why. Weirdly. They probably sold it. Probably did to get a plug. It's probably holding <laughs> something together in the ground. Yeah, they probably realized, oh, that'd be a good prop. <laughs> it was just that vast space behind where we did the commentary from Pete. It was like a massive open room that I think they wanted to build to do sort of those Indian style weddings and stuff, which was going on down the road when we were there. And it was just a vast space and nothing. It was a, it, it was weird. It's like they've got so far and ran out of money, isn't it? So yeah. it's a shame, really, because obviously, you know, if you're going to put plans in to build a stand mm. like that, you You've got to have the funding to complete it, really. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think, I wonder if Potter's Bar have managed to uh, raise the two grand or whatever it was to uh, put their stand <laughs> back up. But we could have done four. Well, I did. We I did. There. That still made me laugh when I, 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 I think I'd seen it on social media and the storms. And then I just looked to my left in the stand. And I'm like, oh, that's upside down. <laughs> there was enough of us behind the goal. We could have just pushed that back. But you could have. two grand. Yeah, so yeah, feel sorry for him. It was, a, it yeah. was a new stand, wasn't it? Couple of tractors, couple of ropes. <laughs> yeah, mess up their nice pitch even more. But uh, but there we go. But um, you know, it's, it's been a it's been a season full of memories, and I think it will be one that lives with us for a long time. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what how we perform in the national south. Who we sign? It's exciting. Adam alluded to any frustration. I'm not frustrated. I'm more curious. Um, than anything because it's just like obviously we know they're going to be changes and the squad we've seen together for the past three years is going to be probably significantly different so I'm but just looking we've, forward to we've seeing been it. so we've been so spoiled not only spoiled. to have the squad that we've got but to have it for so long yeah, exactly so we've just got to appreciate it no yeah, but as Adam said you know it's a it's, football's an evolving game each team evolves each year you're going to get players in, you're going to get players out. And yeah. it's, it's it's never the same. Like Spencer just said, we look into such a group of players that we've had mm. who have stuck with the club during COVID. It's been a difficult period in everyone's mm. life. And you can imagine it's been even harder, harder for the players because they want to get out and play football. Um, so, yeah. yeah, fair play to all of them who have risen up with it. You know, they've got part-time jobs. They give up their weekends to play football. They give up their Tuesdays and Thursday nights to train on top of working um, and I've got the utmost respect for any non-league player, not and- just as. And I guess we it also takes time to um, thank for all the people that supported us on the podcast and the commentaries this season through Rebel Yell. Um, obviously, MK Window Cleaning and Nature's Health Box, who have supported us from the get-go, really. With Pete's dongle, we've had Dean Cox's development, Dean's dongle, Pricey, Price Jones Electrical. We also helped build part of the commentary stand for yeah, the live commentary, the put the electrics in, in and didn't yeah. charge us or whatever. And yeah, amazing support from us and... I'm sure Pete can't wait to bring it back to you next season in the National League. You might actually get a proper press box in some of these grounds we'll be going to, Pete. I'm retiring. Well, I heard because Jeff Stelling got his job back. You're very disappointed. So you have to do commentary again for another year. Oh, yeah, he's staying, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but those those sponsors as well, well, um, MK Window Cleaning oh. and uh, um, Nature's Health Box have committed to sponsor us again for next year, which is amazing. So thank you for that support. Yeah, and we've also got to thank everyone for nominating us and we got to the, fight, to the final. I mean, that seems such a lifetime ago, but uh, what an achievement that was to be nominated for the Football Content Awards and hopefully we get back up there next season as well. Yeah, so thanks to the fans for that. Yeah, thanks for everyone that voted. Mm. And uh, you two had a nice uh, beer field night up in London at Posh Awards Ceremony. Bit of networking and stuff, but 
I think also, yeah, I'm gutted I was away. I'm always away, aren't I? And these are important things, like Sussex Cup and everything. But I think... Have you been to any games this season? No, (laughs) not really, mate, to be fair. (laughs) I'm surprised you recognise me. I also think, thank the guys that give up their time regularly to come on this podcast. Obviously, Gaff Adam Hinchwood, Nathan Bowen, Barry Hunter, the players that have been on the, the women's team, John Donoghue from the women's team, Gina, Obviously, thanks to doing the women's stuff, like um, obviously the women's, we wrapped up the women's season in the last episode because it had all been finished by the time we recorded. But we look forward to bringing you more about the women's team next season. And um, it's it's been great, guys. It's been a fun season with you guys. We've had our laughs. Pete's probably wanted to punch me numerous times when I've been standing next to him on the commentary. But that would that be a day in the life of us commentary together? But we're a love, yeah, hate, rela- love, ha- love hate relationship. I've told you off a few times. Yeah, but the thing I've got a bone to pick for you is I always say, I swear I get more hassle when you've got people like Gary actually using the F word and someone else, didn't someone else swear on there? And I'm like, sorry, I say something like piss off or something. I get like told off like my mother would tell me off. But yeah, Gary is allowed to say the F word and you just laugh. Uh, there's a few. There's few well, I mean, God, God, God rest his soul, Kev Golds. I mean, how many times did he drop an F bomb? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beat that button beat was button busy. was uh, quite quite yeah. useful. But he didn't, he didn't actually swear that much, and his best one, and I'll never forget was, and I've said it numerous times, was thoroughly thoroughly yeah. Me. yeah, thorough me. That was it. So, no, but it's been yeah. fun, and um, I'm sure you can all agree. We look forward to bringing you more Rebel Yell stuff next season. More games, I think, aren't we? Haven't we next season's cover, Pete? Because you there's more games in the national south, so uh, we'll get more bang for your Pete. <laughs> That, that, right? that sounded wrong. More Pete for your bang. More Pete for your buck. <laughs> Maybe it's time to go from there, guys. As, as <laughs> yeah, per usual, not... I'm just trying to the tone. But guys, thank you so much for a great season. I look forward to We'll catch up in as well. Catch up in a couple of weeks for Pete's birthday. But um, from all of us at Rebel Yell and um, the Worthing FC Sports Association, remember membership renewals start soon at the pre-season games. Got a nice special pin badge at Spencer's sick to the back teeth of hearing me talk about there'll be a nice little pin badge for you to have as part of your membership this season and we'll start signing members up during the pre-season it'll be eight pounds per member but guys any final thoughts before we run out of time what an amazing season it's been great doing this for you guys for the season you've you you two have made it to the end of the season without some kind of personal injury or assault (laughs) um (laughs) just because he loves me really <laughs> but no, it's been it's been it's been great. It's been a blast. You know, everything's been a blast, hasn't it? You got, yeah. you know, you you've got you got to enjoy it. Yeah, and I just want to thank everyone that listens to me week in week out on a Saturday, um, and the ones that obviously join when we're away from home because uh, we've 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 had our listeners. It, it wouldn't be worth worth no. doing every week. So but we want to break we want to break the two two fifty three hundred listeners per thing, especially away games next year. So spread Definitely. the word. And yeah. uh, we're getting good listen numbers on the podcast as well. So any people want to join in next season, let us know. And uh, other than that, I think that'll be good season. Good night. See you chaps in a few weeks for the preseason. I think it's all over. It is it now. Is now. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Gary. Thank you for your input. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.